Contemporary cartoons are a tragic misconception. Kids, as a rule, are very impressionable. They capture what they see and later on they become victims to their subconscious fears. If parents create an atmosphere of goodness to protect their child, in which the child feels safe and secure, the kid will have no fear. Sometimes people die from fear, but not because they were to die. When women began to wear trousers more frequently, their feminine identity began to change. Even the hormonal balances change. There are fortune tellers and there are people who predict the future. Here comes a Kriya Yogi, who immediately gives it a punch and seals it back. Children have a lot of fears. Do they see some entities or have another reason for that? How to protect children from harm caused by scary movie characters? Kids, as a rule, are very impressionable. They capture what they see and later on they become victims to their subconscious fears. Plus, don't forget, their subconscious mind still remembers their past lives. And this skewed animated reality provokes these conditions. Cartoons are mostly horror stories. There are no normal, beautiful cartoons out there. They all disappeared after the Soviet Union collapsed. Contemporary cartoons are a tragic misconception. And yes, children can really see entities. Usually they see them till they reach the age of six or seven. On the astral plane there are monsters, beasts that can manifest themselves in some way. Children see them in the subtle world and get scared. When children are scared, they release energy and this beast feeds off this energy, like a little vampire. A cartoon was based on this idea and the whole world watched it. If parents create an atmosphere of goodness to protect their child, in which the child feels safe and secure, the kid will have no fear. Even if a child was scared of something, by speaking to the child and making them feel strong and safe, you can reduce their fear and help them take the situation easier. Of course, you must make it clear to the child that this is only a cartoon, that this is not real. The characters of these cartoons are to be found on the lower planes of the astral. Yes, the lower astral planes are really filled with similar entities that are eager to penetrate the material world by any means. Very often people channel them through themselves. What they do is create an image of this entity and then take it to the physical world via this virtual component. If people in the physical world fear this image, it can easily cross the border between the astral and physical planes. Because this fear creates a corridor, here it is thought of, there it exists. So it becomes possible for it to enter our world. Here comes a Kriya Yogi who immediately gives it a punch and seals it back. An astrologist said that my child would have problems with having her own children. Can I believe it? First of all, now we have technologies that can easily solve such problems, relatively easily. Astrology is changing dramatically. Before the age of 14, you can shape the proper body through understanding, communication and programs that you as a mother can effectively impose on your child. These programs will change attitudes and trigger those events, those experiences that can shape one's body and life. 
To put it simply, you can rewrite karma. For this you must turn to the Supreme, pray and ask, talk to your child, and of course, focus her attention on spiritual values as much as possible. I think everything will change. Astrological predictions often change. Don't think they are inevitable. There are fortune-tellers, and there are people who predict the future. Fortune-tellers generally read cards. Visionaries use sacred planks, which provide an opportunity to change or alter something. They often rely on their inner feelings. That's why they don't need to read cards. However, card reading carries a shade of fatality. This is what is going to happen and you can't do anything about it. Meanwhile, visionaries say that, yes, this is what may happen, but you have an option to do this, this and this, and everything will change. So use this option, that's what really matters. That is why you should avoid all these people who hang up labels and predict what never comes true. Imagine a person could just get out of it by doing the right thing. Then they go to a fortune teller who tells them, that's what will happen. And they are no longer doing the right thing because they have just been imposed a program. They hold themselves back in evolution and limit their possibilities. Because the fortune teller merely blurted something out, she just felt like that. Certain forces are involved here. So just avoid all these paranormalists, fortune tellers and the like. Even top-level ones generally failed to mention certain things. When someone approached me with this sort of question, I did not tell them what was in store for them. Instead, I concentrated on what the person needed to do. Then they asked, why do I need to do that? I said, this would be the right thing for them to do, and that's it. That's the way I saw it at the time. Because sometimes people die from fear, but not because they were to die. <laughs> it happens. What types of clothing are advisable for men and for women? This is a good question. Think of the ancient style as a reference. Ancient people dressed like that not because there were no tailors. Tailors of that epoch were much cooler than now. What did they wear? Have you ever wondered why men in the Middle Ages wore kaftans that looked like elongated skirts? For balance and harmony of mind. Monks in India, for example, wear garments that, from a male perspective, are women's clothes. But these clothes combined with long hair and beard balance things out. Women can do without a beard but with long hair. When women began to wear trousers more frequently, their feminine identity began to change. Even the hormonal balances change. Because in terms of a woman's physiology, when the skirt totally covers her shape, when everything underneath is free, there is an energy arc that feeds the female genitalia. And then babies are born more or less. It doesn't mean that trousers are banned. I suppose it's possible to wear trousers as long as we are all wearing them. I am speaking about women now. But they could do it a little differently. For example, wear culottes that are wide like hakama. 
Have you seen the wide leg trousers of Aikidokas? There's a good reason for it. Why wear long sleeves? Have something up your sleeve, remember? Why wear long trousers and skirts? To cover the human dimensions. Because people had knowledge back then. When I see an open elbow like yours, it is not to offend you. I will quickly figure out how much power you have and be able to hit you so hard that you can't block it. And the entire Western concept of stripping down has never been a good thing. Your clothing should cover your energy structures. People who continually practice feel more at ease in such clothes, because it would be difficult for them to do asanas if they walked around in a long shirt like Punjabi clothing. That's why they twist what they need to hide while leaving their legs exposed. It's easier to practice in this way, and there's a kind of sense in it. It's how their sexual energy is blocked, drawn, and hoisted up. This is how it is related to practice. But these people who wear what you are talking about, when they go out into the world, they put on a long shirt and underwear. Does a child need to wear clothes even when outdoors? I think it's not very ethical, even if it's a child. It's not quite right. Of course, parents are parents, but there are other people too. They look at the child who is completely open to prying eyes. This is wrong. This is a blow to energy. Some parents leave their babies, especially girls, asleep in a cradle without any clothes on. However, it is very important to be aware of the physiological differences between men and women, and parents must put underwear on their babies. Dressing a baby must be like a magic ritual, a protective ritual. It's very serious. When you practice, you open up your subconscious mind. If you sit there naked, you need protection. Have you seen Naga people in India? They don't wear clothes. Never? There is the Naga tribe in India. These people rejected life. They don't wear clothes, nothing. They just run around absolutely naked and are considered holy people. Some of them are really advanced. But curiously enough, they do wear clothes. Because all Nagas are smeared with vibhuti, protective ash given and blessed by Shiva. This life for them is dust. But they are covered with it, they are protected. No subtle entity can ever approach these people. When a child lives in an ordinary family and their mother doesn't know anything about spirituality, and even less about subtle worlds. And it's not clear how life is going there. Some people have a nasty habit to be naked when at home, and they teach their kids to do the same. I think it's immoral. Now it has become fashionable. What about bathing children? Bathing is another thing. People perform ablutions in the bathroom. Every ablution must be performed with a prayer. But water serves its purpose nonetheless, even if people don't know anything about it at all.
Ideally, when you step into the shower, you should recite the Gayatri mantra and imagine that this is the light of Ganga, an immortal being, that descends upon you in the shape of water and purifies you of all anxiety, whether known or unknown. This is what real shower should be like. How do most people shower? They quickly splash water over themselves while thinking of something, being angry with somebody. Then they need to urgently run somewhere. Yes, water does wash it away somehow, partially. How do you learn to listen to your heart and connect with your soul? Our approach helps master many things at a time. You will have an inner feeling of loving this world more than ever. This is how the system works. It is now important to clear the mind. You will just contaminate the process if you start concentrating with that mindset. I'm not talking about you now, but some abstract ordinary mind. It will happen again and again. All your programs will be popping up. Your old grudges will spring to mind. Why so? I told him this, and he answered me that. All of it will be recorded. This is a kind of work to some extent, but I believe that mental detox is a must. It's very hard for us to tap into our intuition because our mind is always ahead of us. It's here, there, and everywhere. No sooner have you felt something than your mind starts to warn you, that's not it, what if you're wrong? Who does this? If there is Satan, he is in the mind. Try not to pay attention to these phenomena, especially within the first one and a half to two years. Is the manifested universe what we know of from the Vedas, or is there another universe as well, like Venus or Mars? Are you asking if the Earth is flat? I see. From the point of view of our three-dimensional, almost four-dimensional space, the Earth is round. When we enter a five-dimensional space, it is flat. Therefore, both are correct. It all depends on how deeply a person understands it. A new space of vision and perception is formed in the five-dimensional space. Therefore, the Earth is unfolded there. It becomes flat. In order to confuse people, the concept of flat Earth was introduced. But in reality, if we move to the fifth dimension, and our Earth is now moving to the fifth dimension, these people may be right. However, we're still in the third dimension, except for our consciousness. Here within our consciousness, in the fifth dimension, the Earth is flat.